0: M-S-W-Media.
1: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 12th, 2021. Today, the State Department is investigating Donald. Biden has canceled the remaining border wall contracts. The FBI has raided the home of the vice president of the Philadelphia Proud Boys. And Adam Schiff tells the Sunday Circuit that January 6th committee is prepping to hold recalcitrant witnesses accountable. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello. Hello, Dana. Hello, A.G. How are you, my friend? I am well. I'm good today on this Indigenous Peoples National Coming Out Day. I'm good. Yes,
0: it is. I know if you listened to the beans uh, yesterday, I, I jumped the gun by a day, but technically I was wishing you a happy coming out on the day you listened, which would be today. It's all very confusing. It's all very confusing. But yes, I'm glad that Biden has, I think, for the first time in history, acknowledged from the White House, it is Indigenous Peoples Day, as it should be.
1: Yes, as it should be. And for those ready to come out, we're here. Not ready. We're here. We're just here. We're here. Yeah.
0: And, we're que- and I'm queer. So there's one of us. There's We're here and I'm queer.
1: Dana, I, I do want to say for the record, I am used to it. Okay. Yeah,
0: good. Get used to it. Okay. Thank you for being used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I realize if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny, but sometimes it's still funny. Okay. I know.
1: I know. And uh, okay, well, I'm going to get emails on that. I know it. It's an old slogan. It's an old slogan. Anyway, let's just move forward. Uh, yeah,
0: let's do, I don't know what's going on today. I don't know I think either. it's Monday. It is. Should we start over? Just kidding. Let's <laughs> start the whole fucking day the over. The whole thing.
1: But uh, I will be talking later in the show with Glenn Kirshner. And uh, he and I are going to discuss that we're kind of coming to the end of our patience rope with the Department of Justice. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And the subpoenas and whether or not there'll be criminal referrals and when that might happen and and all kinds of stuff regarding where we are with justice and democracy at this point. I highly recommend you take a look at Glenn's Justice Matters video from yesterday. He he will go into uh, a dive, a deep dive on what he and I discuss today. So anyway.
0: Wonderful. That's, uh, that's our show. Glenn's always a great interview.
1: Yes. So we do have other headlines to get to today from uh, today and over the weekend. Let's do that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Top story today. Adam Schiff, who, as we know, is a member of the January 6th committee, announced this weekend on the Sunday show circuit that the committee is, quote, prepared to go forward and urge the Justice Department to prosecute anyone who refuses to comply with their subpoenas. Very that's. There's interesting words in there, not preparing, but prepared. They are ready to go Mm -hmm. to urge the Justice Department. I don't know if that means writing a letter saying, hey, please, or if that's to make specific criminal referrals. I think the latter. Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, Dan Scavino and Kash Patel, all former advisors and aides to Donald Trump during his presidency, have defied subpoenas sent to them by the committee for documents. Schiff told CBS News he wants to make sure that these witnesses come in and testify as it is their quote-unquote lawful duty. Schiff in that same interview also praised the Biden administration for not asserting executive privilege over documents from the Trump administration that are key pieces of evidence regarding the Capitol insurrection. He said that the documents will be turned over very soon and that he applauds the administration for not trying because it's protecting its own prerogative to deprive the American people of the full facts. So hats off to the administration, he says. I imagine, Dana, the committee is going to wait until the witnesses don't show up for their testimony before they file criminal referrals with Maine Justice. yeah. Those dates, by the way, are October 14th for Patel and Bannon and October 15th for Meadows and Scavino. That's Thursday and Friday. I'm not sure if Thursday night they'll make the referrals for Patel and Bannon, then Friday night make the referrals for Meadows and Scavino or wait till Monday to refer all four, but I'm giving them till Monday the 18th before I start getting loud. To submit those criminal referrals. And I will be speaking, as I said earlier, to Glenn Kirshner later in the show about those referrals and and when he thinks they will be made. And he and I are both in agreement that they will be. We just have to see when.
0: I hope you are both correct. All right. Next up, the State Department's inspector general is investigating allegations that uh, Mr. Trump's political employees walked off with gift bags. Interesting. Were thousands of dollars that were meant for foreign leaders at the Group of Seven summit planned for Camp David in 2020, which was canceled because of the coronavirus pandemic. I can totally see this happening. Mm. The bags contain dozens of items purchased with government funds, including leather portfolios, pewter trays, marble trinket boxes, emblazoned with presidential seal of signatures of the former guy and his wife, Melania. Not sure anyone would want those, but maybe they can sell them to a supporter. The inspector general continues to pursue the whereabouts of a $5,800 bottle of Japanese whiskey, please do not look in my cabinet, given to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Now, Mr. Pompeo said he never received it. And a 22-karat gold coin given to another State Department official. They just never got it. There's also a question about whether the former Second Lady Karen Pence wrongly took two gold-toned place card holders from the Prime Minister of Singapore without paying for them. I mean, in addition, the Trump administration never disclosed that Jared Kushner, as we know, it's Mr. Trump's son-in-law and a top White House advisor, received two swords. Jesus Christ, Jared Kushner's walking around with two swords, everyone. He received two swords and a dagger from the Saudis. I truly believe this. Although he paid 47920 for them, along with three other gifts in February. That was after he left office. Now, to be sure, Mr. Trump's handling of foreign gifts is not at all the top of his critics' list of his administration's offenses, and there is no evidence that he or Melania took any gifts to which they were not entitled. But ethics, ex- ethics experts Man, oh man, said the problems reflected larger issues with the Trump presidency. You think? Mm. You think there were larger issues than a pewter plate? I think so. Mm. And this is a quote. Whether this was indifference, sloppiness, or the great train robbery, it shows such a cavalier attitude to the law and the regular process of government. That was from Stanley M. Brand. He's a criminal defense lawyer, ethics expert and a former top lawyer for the House of Representatives. So, yeah, um, I think we know by now that, I mean, bless his heart, I know he's not just catching on to this, they are the grift that keeps on grifting. Mm. From day one, they've been stealing shit from the general public.
1: (laughs) Shoplifters of the world. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's Morrissey time at the old White House, right? Shoplifters of the world, united take over. (laughs) Yeah, and I love that, not at the top, of his critics' list of administration offenses, but that he or Melania took any gifts to which they were not entitled, except for the presidency.
0: Right. You accept that. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was the top of the list? Like it wasn't child separation policy. It wasn't the white supremacy. It wasn't the misogyny or, or the sexual assault. It was they stole pewter. Like if that was the top of their list, we'd have a much bigger problem.
1: Yeah. Swag bags and swords. Uh, all right. Now, on to the insurrection investigation. The FBI raided the home of the vice president of the Proud Boys Philadelphia chapter on Friday, seizing his computer, phone and other electronics to gather information from the insurrection. That's according to his lawyer on Monday. Aaron Wallen Wolkand, 37, woke up around four in the morning Friday to more than a dozen federal agents dressed in riot gear and accompanied by an armored vehicle and a battering ram swarming his Newark Delaware home. And I love this. And they are ordering through a loudspeaker that he exit with his hands in the air. That's his lawyer, Jonathan Mosley, in a court filing. But this is how we know this happened because of this court filing. Wolkin exited and was handcuffed, but not arrested or charged. Agents, quote, took all of his computer and computer devices and phones, including an old broken phone, Mosley said. His girlfriend was also handcuffed, but not arrested. Mosley said he believes the search and seizure was to gather information in the case against Zach Reel, that's the self-described president of the Philly chapter of Proud Boys, whom Mosley also represents. Well, what a cool guy Mosley is. Reel was arrested in March on charges that he conspired with other leading members of the organization to attack the Capitol and has been in custody in Philadelphia, pending trial ever since. Details on the raid became public over the weekend, as I said, after Mosley filed a motion for bail in Reel's case and used The raid. To support his contention that the government does not have sufficient evidence against Real to deny him bail and keep him in custody. So the, the, all the shit that Real did, well, you know, his best friend's house was raided, so they clearly don't have enough to, <sighs> to arrest him. Uh, yeah, it couldn't just be that there's more shit that they're looking for. The search warrant permitted agents to seize records and information related to people who collaborated, conspired or assisted or communicated about matters, including their whereabouts during the attack on the Capitol or the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election. Interesting. They could also collect clothing items associating Wolkin with the Proud Boys. The offenses cited on the warrant are the same criminal charges Real is facing. Prosecutors have alleged that Real played a central role in directing the Proud Boys actions during the insurrection, along with Joseph Biggs from Florida, a proud boy from Florida, Ethan Nordine of Washington State, whom authorities have described as the organization's de facto leader on January 6th after you know Enrico Tario was arrested and they wanted to kinda, you know, leave him alone for a while, because he could have been cooperating and probably is. So Joe Biggs, by the way, these are the these are the folks, this is the group of proud boys that coordinated the attack on the west side of the Capitol. You know, the group of people with Dominic Pozzola, who ran right to that hidden alcove of happened to be vulnerable windows that weren't reinforced yeah. during the, uh, the I don't know, the remodel, I guess, of the Capitol.
0: The remodel. <laughs>
1: so very interesting because, you know, we've just learned about those windows, right, from the that LA Times reporting. Yeah. Wondering where they got that information and how that coincides with this new uh, execution of a search warrant it happened around the same time so that's very interesting I'm just speculating but i'm I'm willing to bet that those the knowledge of those unreinforced windows is related to this the execution of this search warrant
0: I hope it's just a text message from the guy you know what I mean just a text <laughs> message be like it's windows 6 8 12 and 15. Mm-hmm.
1: have a good yeah, time. go to that alcove go in there those are unreinforced windows lauren Bo- Bo- bobert told me you know oh
0: yeah, no, my god that would be magical don't you tease me how dare you
1: or you know it could be irving right he's one of the three people on the panel who knew about the upgrades yeah. uh, and knew which windows didn't get it exactly. and irving is the one who lied to congress about how many times he was contacted by sund and others including leadership like nancy pelosi and mcconnell about fucking letting the national guard come and help so yeah
0: hmm, weird very weird. Uh, last last story in this segment, we've got the Department of Homeland Security on Friday said it would cancel the remaining construction. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to tell the story without laughing. <laughs> it's going to cancel the remaining construction contracts for Donald, for his border wall. The contracts are going to be canceled. The contracts related to two sections of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. They're in Loreto and the Rio Grande Valley area. And that's what the DHS said in a press release. The move came months after the Biden administration canceled two contracts that spanned about 31 miles of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. Now, DHS has a plan to begin environmental studies for border barrier, quote, system projects. However, those, quote, activities will not involve any construction of new border barrier or permanent land acquisition. That last part is a big deal because they are (sighs) literally taking people's land in the last administration to build a wall through it. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Earth Justice, an environmental nonprofit that had sued the Trump administration over the wall on Friday, said they didn't sue him Friday. They said on Friday <laughs> that canceling the projects would save 71 river miles in Webb and Zapata counties from destruction. 71 river miles. That is a big, that's a, that's a lot of land. The group said the projects would have cost more than a billion dollars So in June, the White House actually returned two billion dollars from border wall projects to the military, which is where the former guy took it from, if you can remember.
1: Yeah. And if you remember, he took it from uh, the two European programs we had to shore up Ukraine Mm -hmm. from Russia. He stole it from there and he stole it from a lot of projects to improve military bases, make them safer and Make uh, a lot of, you know, government buildings safer to exist in and like walk into so that you wouldn't die of asbestos poisoning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, But, you know, Trump also said make asbestos legal again. And so we know where his heart is. All right. Anyway, that's the news today. That's good news, uh, especially. I just love that Bannon, who bilked Trump supporters for his we build the wall fraud scheme and was indicted and then pardoned on it, who has has to, you know, answer to a subpoena to the January 6th committee this week. It's probably like, God damn it, There no, no more border walls going up. Yep. And sorry. And, you know, hope your yacht sinks. OK, that is the news today. <laughs> we'll be right back with an important discussion with Glenn Kirshner, former federal prosecutor, host of Justice Matters, about how long before he and I stopped giving the Justice Department a pass. Stay with us.
2: After these messages, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody, it's A.G. And this episode of The Pod is brought to you by Chili Sleep. Science shows that lowering our core body temperature is the best method for achieving and maintaining deep, restful sleep. After a long day of work, temperature controlled sleep helps restore testosterone levels, repair muscles, and improve cognitive function so you wake up feeling fresh and sharp and alert the next day. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube sleep systems, which are hydro powered temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing awesome mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up feeling refreshed. Chilly Sleep can help make it happen. I sleep super hot. As you know, I get night sweats, so Chilly Sleep has been amazing. And I've been sleeping so much better already. So head over to chillysleepcom beans to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Daily Beans listeners and only for a limited time. That's Chili Sleep, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash beans to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Everybody, welcome back. I am honored today to be joined by our friend, host of Justice Matters, Mr. Glenn Kirshner, former federal prosecutor. Hi, Glenn, how are you?
2: I'm good, AG, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Now we're in October. And the reason I wanted to talk to you today is because both you and I have been very, supportive of what uh, the Justice Department is doing mostly, but also acknowledging what they're not doing or what they're seemingly not doing and putting forth our reasons for thinking that they are or should be. I think some of those reasons are, you know, your assertion that the investigation into the boots on the ground insurrectionists and the leaders can't, they're inextricably linked. That investigation can't they cannot be divorced, I believe, is what is what you said. I put out a tweet yesterday reminding everyone that the inspectors general for multiple agencies are looking into not only the uh, insurrection and the leadership of the insurrection, but the plot to overturn the election, you know, a.k.a. Jeffrey Clark, Eastman memo, etc. And those investigations have been going on since January, January 15th and January 25th, respectively, since before Merrick Garland even set foot in the Justice Department. And those investigations, usually an IG investigation takes about 90 days. The more complex ones take longer. But if criminal referrals were made to the Department of Justice, we would not be seeing the results of those reports because they could jeopardize an ongoing investigation. But we still haven't heard anything. And and honestly, Glenn, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the end of my grace period, if you will. And I, I wanted to know what you thought of that.
2: You know, I think I'm right there with you, A.G. Uh, Every day uh, I find reasons to be frustrated, if not angry, if not despondent. And then I find something that makes me hopeful again. But time is growing short and I am heartened that I'm hearing things from the select committee like, oh, no, 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 we will be pursuing criminal contempt referrals if these witnesses decline to abide by our subpoenas. And of course, the deadline for document production was last week. The deadline for testimony for some of these knuckleheads is this week. So let's see if they make good on their promise. I was thrilled to see Representative Joe Nagus say he and some of his colleagues are determined that they will use inherent contempt of Congress. Representative Nagus said that on air, this past weekend, and I was thrilled to hear it. We, we need the talk to be followed up by some action. And, you know, I was disgusted when I saw Donald Trump telling Steve Bannon, don't comply with congressional subpoenas because I'm gonna invoke executive privilege. And it is so pathetically laughable because Bannon wasn't in the administration in 2020 or in 2019, or in 2018. There is absolutely no executive privilege for three separate reasons. And Bannon refused to comply with the document production subpoena last week. That should earn not only Bannon, at a minimum, a referral for criminal contempt. If you're not gonna use your inherent power of contempt and send the sergeant at arms to lock him up, They should also refer Donald Trump shoulder to shoulder with Steve Bannon for a conspiracy to obstruct a congressional proceeding, because when Donald Trump tells him with zero legal authority or factual support, hey, Steve, refuse to comply with that subpoena, that's a dang crime, right? Let's refer them both over as a package deal in a conspiracy to obstruct. Congress, because, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, my patience is growing thin. And if Congress doesn't follow up their threats with some action, I'm going to be really, really angry. And at the end of my rope, come the end of this week, after the subpoenas for testimony come to a head.
1: I was going to ask you that. I was under, I, you know, a lot of people were saying, why not Friday night at 12.01 or Friday morning? Like, why didn't they immediately do this. I I posited that for document production, you can, but I imagine they will wait also for them to no show to to the actual deposition, which leads to my next question, Glenn. Yes, these, this is a crime. And yes, there's a conspiracy to intimidate witnesses or, or obstruct Congress or even obstruct justice because this is a judicial proceeding by all for, you know, for legal definitions. But it is at that bottom obstruction of Congress, this conspiracy with Bannon and the others, uh, although they might have a better claim to executive privilege, though they still have none. But it's it's a, it's a more understandable thing because they actually worked for the government. But but my question is, is this testimony, even if we get their butts in the seats, I think they're probably just plead the fifth. Yeah. And and this is this isn't a criminal investigation. So that doesn't matter. I was talking to Terry Canfield about that. This is court of public opinion. And that is uh, uh, guilty people plead the fifth, right? Or, you know, at least to protect themselves. I shouldn't take that away from defendants who actually use it uh, properly. However, I think it's the documentary evidence that they probably already have and are getting now on a rolling basis from the National Archives with regard to Donald are the are the actual crux of what's going to go down in this committee. And I I wanted to get your take on that, because while we can use their refusal to to be deposed as a reason to go after them for criminal and contempt just to show that the Congress has oversight power and is an equal branch of the government. I think that the testimony isn't the most important factor here, at least for the committee.
2: The testimony, as you say, is important in the court of public opinion. And we still need to wage the public relations war to pick off as many of the, the Trump base as we can pick off with the truth, with a with a relentless pursuit of the truth regarding Donald Trump's crimes. We have to do that because documents are not going to persuade anybody. Look at how effective the Mueller report was. That was a big you know what document that persuaded the heck out of me. And I I don't I never go anywhere without it. I mean, it's all like beat up and tattered and dog-eared like our democracy. Yeah, it's right here. Who did this (laughs) persuade, A.G., and it persuaded nobody because few people took the time to read it and absorb it. Witnesses giving televised testimony, particularly when they're invoking their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, that might win some hearts and minds to the extent Trump's... I'm going to stop there. (laughs) So yes, documents are probably more important at the end of the day, particularly for criminal prosecutions, not necessarily... For the select committee's uh, investigation. And documents can't plead the fifth. And documents can't spin the truth. I mean, they can be forged. They can be altered. But by and large, documents, you know, are what we would refer to as hard evidence, right? Softer evidence is witness testimony, which can be fabricated. It can be spun. Witnesses can plead the fifth. I hope we start to see some witnesses plead the fifth, because I think that will have an impact on sort of wide swaths of the American public, because yes, you don't plead the fifth unless you have a right against self-incrimination. If your own testimony will incriminate you, that's when you are permitted to plead the Fifth Amendment. And then I think Congress will have a lot of really interesting tactical decisions to make. What do you do with a witness who pleads the fifth? Because you can either accept it and say, thank you very much, Steve Bannon, or Mark Meadows. You've pled the fifth. You can be on your way, and we'll move on to the next witness. What that does, AG, is that preserves the Department of Justice's ability to prosecute those men. I should put men in air quotes when I'm talking about Bannon and Meadows. (laughs) Uh, I know that's childish, but I'm sorry, I I can't not do that. But but here's the thing: because if if Congress grants them immunity and extinguishes their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and compels them to testify. That feels good in the moment if they tell the truth. Now, Steve Bannon, you could immunize him. He'll probably still lie. The good news is granting somebody immunity is not licensed to lie. So you can grant somebody immunity, and if they lie, you can still prosecute them for perjury or for a false statement before Congress. But here's the, the challenge. If Congress grants somebody immunity and it's somebody that we really want to prosecute, And for what has been done to our democracy, need to prosecute like a Steve Bannon, it makes the prosecutor's job much more difficult. Think Oliver North, Iran-Contra. He invoked his privilege against self-incrimination. Congress immunized him. He testified, incriminated himself and others. He was then prosecuted, convicted of three federal felonies, but on appeal, his conviction was reversed and thrown out. Why? because the appellate court wasn't satisfied that none of what he said in that immunized congressional testimony, that none of it crept into the trial and actually was used against him. So they would not affirm his uh, his conviction on appeal. So there's lots of downside that comes with immunity, even though it sometimes makes us feel good in the moment.
1: Mm, Yeah, we saw what happened with uh, Cosby, but that was in a civil case with his testimony. And yeah, I assume that that's another reason that this committee is doing a lot of these depositions behind closed doors as well, so that it won't you know, jeopardize a potential either current or pending or future investigations criminally in the DOJ. And I have a criminal investigation question. I just have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? I will. Thank you. Everybody, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. If you find yourself tossing and turning all night, it could be because you're sleeping on the wrong mattress. To get the best night's sleep of your life, do what I did. Take the online sleep quiz at helixsleep.com/dailybeans, and Helix will match your sleep preferences and body type with a mattress perfect for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are ideal for regulating body temperature if you sleep hot, which I do. They have ones great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and they have a Helix Plus for our beautiful plus-size sleepers as well. My quiz matched me with the Helix Midnight because you all know my sleeping preferences by now. I like a medium for a mattress and I sleep on my side, so it's perfect for me. And now I wake up feeling rested, refreshed, and energized for the day. Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews. It was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And it's been recommended by multiple leading sleep doctors and chiropractors as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights without risk they'll pick it up if you don't love it and give you a full refund. And they have financing options and flexible payment plans available. So a great night's sleep is never far away. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Again, that's helixsleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash DailyBeans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. And today's show is also brought to you by Best Fiends, my all-time favorite mobile puzzle game. It is the best match-three style game ever made. The rest are just basically the same game over and over with different color schemes and really kind of jarring and annoying music. And the color schemes aren't relaxing. So stop crushing the same old candy. Try something fresh and exciting. That actually challenges your brain. Best Fiends has an engaging storyline. You have to use strategy. They have good guys, which are the fiends, and bad guys, the slugs. You start out with tiny baby fiends, right? But as you play, they become more powerful. They level up, and you get to add new fiends to your collection to help you solve increasingly challenging puzzles. And with Best Fiends, you get action-packed adventure, but brain-boosting puzzle games and relaxation all at once. And with new content added all the time, you're never bored. I'm up to level, I think, 32-something, through 3,256 maybe. But they have thousands, literally thousands of levels, so I will never reach the end. And they have more added all the time. It's amazing. There's always a new challenge to look forward to whenever I need a fun break from reality or a little mental boost to keep me sharp. I go to Best Fiends. So download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with Glenn Kirshner, host of Justice Matters, former federal prosecutor, good friend of mine on Team Justice. And uh, I had mentioned criminality and you had mentioned Department of Justice criminal investigation. And that's where I think the crux and the most important thing is. I love the select committee. I think they're doing a good job. They're doing a service to the country. But for me, everything boils down to accountability and indictments to prevent us from sliding into autocracy. Honestly. And of course, voting rights and getting rid of the filibuster story for another day. But talking about criminal investigations, a committee versus criminal Department of Justice investigation, some of us have posited that uh, Merrick Garland may be waiting for criminal referrals from either Congress or the inspectors general or both in order to insulate himself from seeming political. And maybe that is why we haven't heard much about a grand jury being impaneled or people being questioned, et cetera, although it could just be under lock and key. But what do you think about the importance of a criminal investigation? And I think I know the answer, right? but, you know, a criminal investigation in the Department of Justice versus what the work that the committee is doing, because I, I'm immediately taken back to the Manafort trial. It was the documents because it was a criminal investigation that, and not the testimony of Rick Gates that, that got him convicted. You know, pardon aside, that's what matters in these criminal investigations. Although, I mean, testimony is great, but it's not court of public opinion.
2: Yeah. And documents, I should say, are hard hard evidence and they're important, but they generally need to be interpreted, explained and deciphered by witness testimony. So they're not the be all and end all. So and I don't want to mix my sort of treasonous apples with my insurrectionist oranges, but I don't think Merrick Garland waited. But I'm going to do it now that I said I, I shouldn't do it. I don't think Merrick Garland waited around for any congressional action when he took the lead supervising the Oklahoma City bombing investigation. That was an attack on our nation. And he, by all accounts, did a remarkable job. He was applauded across the spectrum in federal and all state jurisdictions that were affected as a wonderful, wonderful person to be heading up that investigation. I think he's doing the same thing now. He is investigating the attack on our democracy, the insurrection. I think he is. I actually think the Department of Justice is exercising the kind of discipline that the Mueller investigation exercised because we heard nothing, no leaks. We didn't know who was going to get indicted next. That's the way law enforcement is supposed to do its business. I have a feeling, AG, that Merrick Garland, trust me, is extraordinarily respected by the people that he supervises the people who work for him. And I have a feeling that the reason we're not hearing anything about witnesses going in and out of the grand jury, I've put witnesses in the grand jury in secretive ways, you know, taking them into the basement of the building and up through, you know, some back corridors so that nobody would know they were coming and going from the grand jury. I have every expectation that that is what is going on right now. I do not think Merrick Garland is waiting for criminal referrals from the select committee or any other congressional committee. So yes, when I get frustrated, I I do take some comfort in knowing how it works, in knowing how the Mueller investigation worked, even though I wasn't thrilled with the outcome. And, And I think it's working the way it's supposed to be working. And if it is, we wouldn't be hearing about it. You know, yeah. if you have to have a little bit of faith there. Right. It's hard to believe in something that you don't see, that there's no overt evidence of. I, I still think it's working. It's just taking too long. Yeah. You can perfect your case in the grand jury and it could take five years by the time you have the most beautiful conspiracy indictment imaginable. But public safety in our democracy is at risk. And that's why they should have brought charges incrementally, starting with The obstruction of justice documented by Mueller, because that was already exhaustively investigated and the evidence preserved for prosecution. They should have brought a series of criminal indictments against Donald Trump and others. That's where I believe they dropped the tactical ball.
1: Yeah. And I think it's time to ramp up the pressure because we need to assume we're going to lose the House in 2022. We're going to work our butts off to ensure that we don't. And we're going to work our butts off to ensure that we expand our our majority in the Senate but we have to act like not only is there a a time clock ticking away, but also the longer that they're allowed to go out and do these rallies and and, and spread the big lie is is dangerous. dangerous. And I think it's time to start ramping up the pressure.
2: And I have reason to be optimistic. And at some point, maybe we can wrap up with that because I, I think it's legitimate optimism that I have at least on one front right now. Yeah. So I went back and this kind of escaped me. But I think it was on Friday, we heard a statement from President Biden, albeit through his White House counsel, Dana Remus, when he rejected, stomped on, crushed Donald Trump's executive privilege claim. And the statement is, yeah, but the statement is really important because we've both seen all of the chatter about, you know, Biden once said when he was hiding out in his basement running for office that, you know, he wasn't enthusiastic about holding a former president criminally responsible. I'm taking liberties. But that has, you know, taken on a life of its own. And, you know, people are of the belief that Joe Biden is determined to put this episode behind us without any accountability for Donald Trump, which I don't believe for a moment. But I think we got a concrete statement on Friday that was really important And he made this statement through his White House counsel on the very issue of why he's rejecting Donald Trump's claim of executive privilege for the materials that the Select Committee is seeking. And he said, and I'm going to boil it right down to its essence and quote the most important parts. He said that Donald Trump, he didn't use that name, but, quote, provoked and fanned an assault on the Constitution, close quote. This is why he rejected the executive privilege claim. He then said Donald Trump, his conduct, quote, reflects a clear and apparent effort to subvert the Constitution itself, close quote. I'm sorry, Mr. President. First of all, thank you for saying that. And second, you don't tell the American people that. What Donald Trump did and why you're rejecting his claim of executive privilege Unless your administration is prepared to act on it, Mm -hmm. to hold him accountable, to charge him for it. You can't tee it up like that and then expect us all to ignore it, forget it, put it behind us. No way. So I was really heartened and even optimistic when I went back and I and I reflected on that statement from White House counsel uh, Dana Remus.
1: Yeah, I I concur. I I was shouting it from the rooftops. This is a very, very important step. No, it's not an indictment, but it is it does erase the entire myth that that he just wants to move forward in the in the interest of unity, which was going around since, I think, November. And yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, with the regarding the Mueller investigation and what we didn't know, we did know when subpoenas were issued. And and I think that perhaps if they haven't been issued criminally by the Department of Justice in this case, whether to overturn the election or the big lie or inciting the insurrection, which are all connected, as you said, it might be they haven't been issued yet because this is a ground up investigation and you need to get up to the top. You don't really start there. But I'm with you on the obstruction of justice stuff. We will we will learn what the method is here. We just don't know what it is. It's frustrating and and we're running out of time.
2: We are. We are. But uh, all hope is not lost, at least not yet.
1: No, not yet. And and I'll be with you sounding big, giant red sirens when all hope is lost. Yeah. Because our democracy hangs in the balance. Glenn, thank you so much. Justice Matters. Everybody check it out on YouTube. You can find it on MSW Media, at the podcast, if you, if you don't have time to listen to it as it happens. But I, I appreciate you and, and I appreciate your time today. Former federal prosecutor, Glenn Kirshner, thank you.
2: Great talking with you, A.G.
1: Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Beans, and this portion of the show is brought to you by my new, new favorite thing. It's called Scribd. You know, I find myself spending more time browsing for entertainment than actually enjoying it, scrolling through Netflix for hours until I fall asleep, but especially when it comes to picking a new book or audiobook. But Scribd saves me the time and makes choosing my next book so much easier. With Scribd, you get instant access to millions of ebooks, audiobooks, dissertations, court filings, and magazines, along with thoughtfully curated editor's picks and smart recommendations based on what you've read and what you're into. Scribd is the ultimate reading subscription service and lets you explore all of your interests in any format you choose, whether it's ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, or whatever. For only $9.99 a month, you get the entire library for less than the cost of a single book. And there's no complicated credits that you have to worry about expiring. And there's no additional purchases required. And if you're not sure what to read, Scribd combines the latest technology with the best human minds to recommend content that you will love. And if you want to change things up, you're free to switch between titles, genres, and formats at any time on your phone, tablet, or computer, wherever you're at. So right now, we're offering listeners of this program a free 60-day trial. Just go to try.scribd.com dailybeans for your free trial. That's try.scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, dot dailybeans to get 60 days of Scribd for free. And today's show is also brought to you by Hunter Douglas. Who doesn't want to live well and to be perfectly at ease in comfort and style in your place, in your home, in your dwelling? Well, Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs, their gorgeous fabrics, and their programmable control systems that can adjust automatically as required all throughout the day. Their shades diffuse harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across your room. It's very comforting. I love it. and allows you to enjoy the view outside of the window while protecting your privacy inside. They provide superior insulation, too. And I love this because it keeps you warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer, which lowers your utility bills, which is good for the planet. And when you tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. So check out all the custom window blinds and shades and shutters and drapery on their website. I think you'll love to explore how Hunter Douglas and how their window treatments transform the light in your home. It's so important, elevating your everyday living and it can define your mood, and uh, you know make your space unique and beautiful. So live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. Visit hunterdouglas.com/dailybeans today to take advantage of the Season of Style Rebate Savings Event. That's hunterdouglas.com slash dailybeans for limited time savings. The offer expires December 6th, 2021. Again, that's hunterdouglas.com slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll
0: on. Good
2: news is on the way.
1: And if you, the listeners, <laughs> are interested in sending us literally anything and, and i could say it like uh what's his face from parks and wrecks literally anything did i say parks and wrecks you did the fuck? i know it's all right it's today it's it is today
0: it's a tuesday that feels like a monday because we're recording on monday and it's actually a tuesday
1: <laughs> somebody's got a case of the mondays <laughs> yeah i reckon you'd get your ass kicked for saying something like that god i love Diedrich bader okay Anyhow, anything you want to send, you can do it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Even if you want to just call out the two movies I referenced, I'm totally fine with it. Mm, so uh, how about I kick us off, Dana? Let's just do this.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, <know. laughs> I didn't know what the hell you're waiting for. Normally, you don't ask my permission. You say, let's kick us off. And then you start. <laughs>
1: Mondays <laughs> strike again. This is from Jeff. No pronouns given. Hi, A.G., exclamation points. Jeff here, cat on the counter guy. Oh, they lick the butter. In Arizona. Did you hear Biden won again? Maybe again next month, too. So much winning. Hey, good news. Wife and I just realized today is ivermectin day for the pugs. (laughs) They get them once a month. We choose the vaccine and science instead of worm pills on the Internet. So only pugs get these. I promised you pug pics. So here you go. This is Max and Tobler, both rescue pugs. And they are like real life cartoon characters who run the house. Have a great week. No. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Oh, the face.
0: The baby. I do feel like Biden has won so many times. He's now the, also the fifty-first president of the <laughs> United States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks Oops. for kicking us off with some adorable pugs. All right, this is from Jack. Pronounce he and him. I wanted to give some clarification about Aussie tales. Please do. It's true that some have their tails bred out of them, but for those that are born with full tails, breeders will have them removed. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to interject because we got a correction that I don't know if made it to the air because you and I have been recording. So apparently with larger dogs like Rottweilers, they do dock their tails intentionally because they swing them so hard. When they hit very hard surfaces, they will break yeah. So that's yeah. why, and and so I just wanted to tell the listeners that I got that information, or I should say I was given that information. It was somewhere in the back of my brain with yeah, all of yeah. the other lyrics from "They Might Be Giants."
1: <laughs> and I have a I have a, a feeling this is probably where this post is going to. Oh,
0: okay, good. So the ACE, the AKC standard is to have a docked tail. That's the AKC standard. The reason for this. Probably here. The reason for this is because they are herding dogs. Long tails will get stepped on by cattle. Oh, all that said, there are plenty of Aussie owners who would have preferred to have full, fluffy tails. Now, the trolls on the Aussie fail book groups will quickly point out that it isn't the breed standard, but we neither have cattle nor registered pups with AKC. So, really, who cares? Podpet Pet Tax, Diesel and Ruby on a recent hike. They absolutely love hikes and go nuts uh, when they see us getting the harness off the wall. <laughs> I know someone else who goes, just kidding. Um, (laughs) It's me. I know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I didn't know if we could go there on the show. Also, an update (laughs) on Josie. I love this. An update on Josie, Pronoun she, they, he, who came out with senior photos. Oh, yes. Yes. Senior year is going great. We've visited her top college and is loving marching band her senior year. Attaches a photo from a recent competition. Uh, she marches snare, but plays drum set during the. Oh my god! I basically this human. She marches snare, but plays drum set during the ballad. She's so much cooler than I'll ever be. These dogs are gorgeous. Oh my god! Look yes, baby. The one on the top, hey. One on the bottom, hey. I am digging this last shot. So a little bit about me. Ah, oh, yes. I play drums since I was eight. And I haven't played in a long time, but uh, I was one of the the best jazz drummers in the state. And I was section leader of the drumline as a girl. I played center snare for my senior year on. And boy, did I piss off some senior boys because they, of course, wanted to run the drumline. But it was me. Good. Yes. Awesome. What a great picture. Josie looks great. I love it. Yep.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for that update. Thank you so much. And thank you for the pod pet picks. Uh, Next up, Sam, they, them. Hello, Leguminati ladies. Not sure I like how that sounds. I have an ear piercing story. Excellent. I recently got my ears pierced for the first time and all was going well until I went to the dentist about three weeks later. The dentist asked me to remove my earrings to prevent shadows on the x-ray. After probably more struggling than was necessary, I was able to do so. Putting them back in, however, was beyond my abilities. After an embarrassing amount of time and almost giving myself a new piercing... The dentist took pity on me and helped out. Oh goodness. Turns out the most <laughs> turns out the most painful part of going to the dentist had nothing
0: to do with my what a great story.
1: <laughs> uh, attached for pod pet tax are my pictures of my roommates, cats, pepper and turmeric. And a bonus pick of the planchette earrings I plan on wearing once I figure out how to put them in <laughs> from your accessory challenged listener. Oh look at the baby. Those
0: earrings are fantastic.
1: Oh, those are awesome. And yeah, planchette is the little thing for, on a Ouija board, right? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So it looks like.
0: That is very, very cool. All right. This next uh, short one is from John Barley. No pronouns given. I should have sent this sooner, but I'm very good at procrastinating. You and me both, John. Hmm. Anyway, I'm very tired of hearing people call the idiot from Georgia Marjorie Taylor Green. It makes her sound like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I say we used her first two initials plus green, which leaves us with empty green.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, John. You want to take the next one and then I'll get the last
0: short one? Uh, Sure. The last one's tiny, but you bet. All right. This is from Walt. Um, No pronouns given. Be proud of mispronunciation. It means you learn the word by reading. My dad said that to me. I like your dad, Walt. I like your dad. For pet tax, another picture of our late Coco. Around the time her doggy dementia became apparent. We were on my pontoon with some friends and they asked whether Coco had ever fallen off the boat. And this is a quote. No, in fact, she often jumps through the rails and rides in the sun deck up front. Oh, minutes later, Coco jumped through the rails on the side of the boat and into the water. I stopped immediately and she, she dog paddled up to the stern where I could grab her. After that, we curtailed her movements on the boat. Thanks again for the great shows. Oh, oh. Doggy. Dog. I actually, you could read the last one because I actually for once in my life said something correctly on this show. Ass. All right. Clara, she, her. You pronounced
1: Aberdeenshire correctly. Although I did get someone who says Aberdeenshire. Uh, But, you know, that's, I guess, with the accent. So, Aberdeenshire. Claire, Claire, pronounce she and her. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah. And if you have anything you want to send in to us, if, you know, uh, we want to make us try to pronounce your town (laughs) or send Pod Pet Tax or photos of your amazing kids or or whatever whatever you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and uh that is our shoe for today right here in our shoe
0: a big big shoe it was a big show Mm. it was a good show i love glenn
1: tiny bubbles (laughs) and i loved when don ho was on there okay Uh, Yeah, I love Glenn, too. And uh, everyone check out Justice Matters. It's a very important show right here. Very important shoe. And uh, I appreciate him coming on today. Any any final thoughts before we get out of here, Dana?
0: No final thoughts for me. Thanks for listening, everyone and all the support. And you know what? I'm just going to promote A.G. and I real quick. If you want to give us some follows on the socials, uh, it's always appreciated. Twitter. All of my social media handles, actually, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook are at DG Comedy. And A.G., where can they find you?
1: Mine are all different. I have 19. So here they are. Here they order. are in
0: alphabetical order. No.
1: <laughs> you can follow me personally on Twitter at Allison Gill. You can follow me thread wise and beans wise on Twitter at Moller She Wrote. And you can follow Daily Beans Pod at Daily BeansPod.
0: So awesome. Yeah. We just, here. I know that we get new listeners all the time. So if you want to keep up with us on some personal levels, see some pictures from our lives, here are some delicious anecdotes and 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 one-liners on twitter that's what we'll be Mm,
1: absolutely and i'm super proud of tomorrow's show i haven't recorded it yet however i do happen to know that fiona hill will be joining us to discuss yes for a new book so buy her book there's nothing for you here and we'll cover it on the show tomorrow
0: i love it i love it i can't wait to hear that
1: yeah she's just she's one of my heroes honestly big fan all right. That's it, everyone. Until tomorrow, until Fiona Hill, we will, uh, which is going to be amazing. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been Alison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's the Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants,